the best that it gets. Let's go, go. Come on. Coming at you with hurricane force, intense as a landslide, cool as a slap on the black hand side. Exceptional collective, the tribe of five, the source to put forth, the liveest vibe, the place to go when you search and seek for some space to satisfy your urban geek. Prude city dudes or suburban freaks, we the perfect break for your working week. Live on the set from the home of Philly Cam. All across the airwaves to all my Philly fam. Direct and effect the five-headed Philly clan. All around the world, we rep for Philly, man. Shout out to all my geeks and nerds. Black Tribbles is here and what we speak is heard. Come and get a taste of the Thursday night flavors. Spider traces, faces, and lightsabers. We created a council, formed a federation. Metropolis, Gotham, New York, all across the nation. Choose your designation. Get indoctrinated. Take the oath of allegiance. Increase the population. One triple, two triple, three triples, four. Five triples combined to make millions more. The people power to media. Let's get online. It's our time to shine with black triples. Run, run. you from the beautiful studios of WPPMLP 106.5 FM Philly Camden Hello if you hear me Ladies and gentlemen boys and girls cats and kittens children of all ages welcome to another edition of Black Tribbles Prime <laughs> My name is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble. And as always, I'm joined in this lovely studio by... What's up, what's up, what's up? It's your girl Kennedy, also known as that Mikey chick, but better known as the Storm Tribble. What's good, Tribble Nation? Holla if you hear me. Yo, it's the dead of winter, but it feel like the summer. One thing's for sure, this one's going to feel like a hummer? Stunner. Humdinger? A stunner? Stunner? Yeah, humdinger. I like humdinger. Humdinger! Okay. Dinger hum! So why not? So yeah, let your dingers hum this holiday season. <laughs> I'm the man, the myth, the legend, Master Triple, E. Mac. How are you feeling? <laughs> let your dingers hum. Amen. D- did you let your dinger hum? So let it be said. Oh, I guess I'll sit around and watch. Um, it's your boy Jay Rich, the Spider Tribble. Tired. <laughs> <laughs> and yo, 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 it is the graduate of the Kotme House, your boy Broku. It is the Super Saiyan Triple. What to do, y'all? Ladies and gentlemen, it's December, and what we do in December, we turn things upward. We cast our gaze skyward. Past the clouds, past the atmosphere, and to the vast oasis that is the Milky Way. As the Tribbles become Spaceheads. Yeah! Spaceheads go! Spaceheads are go. Yeah! That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's our annual. Space exploration and planetary science show. <laughs> Learn science. 
learning things. Mm. It's going to be fantastic. Cats and zero gravity. Scary thought. Best thing to ever watch. Till they start gagging. And it propels them yeah. <laughs> backwards. In a circle. <laughs> that just gets a message. Hairball circles. You don't want to see those in space. Yeah. Hairballs in space. Next movie. When you thought they couldn't get worse. But, wait, wait, what? Like, what? What does that even mean? But this show is only going up, ladies and gentlemen, because Kennedy, if I understand, we have a very, very dope guest in store for our listening audience. Yeah, we have the dopest of dope guests. Yes. It's Stephanie Lowe from the Dope Science Show. That dope science. She got that dope science. It'll be great. All day, every day. Where does dope science rank against weird science? We can ask her when she's on the show. All right. She's going to be calling in in about 10 minutes or so. All right, that's my question. Remind me. (laughs) Okay. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Well, can someone remind me to... Remind him about that question? I will. Okay. Don't worry. I got you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. I got you. The phone lines are open, ladies and gentlemen. 215-923-WPPM. That's 215-923-9776. As always, we are rocking out live and direct on Facebook Live. And you can hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all at Black Tribbles. Um, Before we get into our spacey continuum, and I turn things all over to the our first mistress of everything science, Kennedy. I want to thank each and every one of you that gave to WPPM Philly Cam's fundraising drive last week. We yes, that was greatly appreciated. I'm oh. sure there were so many that are so mo- so grateful for that evening. The station did reach their uh, their goal that they were, and I th- think you had a big hand in that, Lynn. <laughs> If I can say it was a Mr. Skinamax himself. <laughs> Skinamus Maximus Rodimus. So were you like nads out naked or just like Oh yes. he was all he the was way out me a naked. fan, please. Yo. My, my yeah. He was so naked. Yo, I I think I got pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I I was just like, well, oh, I guess God. I'm having Len baby. Everybody's having uh, batribles. Right? <laughs> just batribles everywhere. You get a batribble. You, you get a batribble. This little ball of fur. Ouch! It's armed. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was a good time, though. But it was for a good cause. So it was well worth it. Any 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 cause to get you butt naked is a good cause. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You can see how quick he volunteered. You want to just do that again? Right. Uh, I guess so. All right. Since you're already naked. Sure. Right. Yeah, right. Like. Since you're already prepared. Man. So, so thank you. The Triple Nation um, definitely show improved last yeah. week. Yeah. Saw his back cave and everything. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. Ooh. So anyway. Um, and uh, real uh, Well, I'll say that. Go ahead, Kenny. Rock on. There's no other news in the world that we want to discuss or address before we get into this. Well, there was, okay. Well, there's one other thing I wanted to say, and I and, and I just want to um, uh, extend the thoughts and prayers of the Black Tribbles and everyone um, in the Tribble Nation to um, a friend of the show, Summer Willow, who um, who is dealing with um, her brother who passed away uh, this this. Uh, this Today, earlier today, um, I don't know all of the particulars, but uh, I know she's dealing with it. 
you know, in in the way that you you deal with something the tragic like that. And we just want to extend all of our um, thoughts and prayers to Summer. She's a a, a a dear friend of mine and a big supporter and fan of the show and everything Triple Nation. And um, you know, just want to you know you know share our thoughts with her. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, man, definitely. I'm sorry to hear that. Sudden, I'm assuming. Yes. Oy. Yeah. Oy. But, you know, hey, if there's any consolation, he is now among in a better place. In a better place. Among the stars. In a better place. So, for those of you who are somehow <laughs> unaware of this annual thing that we do, uh, SpaceX is an opportunity for uh, us to really delve into the the ongoing pursuit of scientific excellence within the realm of astronomy and planetary exploration, exploration rather, uh, colonization, all everything that falls under that umbrella of astronomy and cosmology. Um, we've had an opportunity to be in the thick of things when cool stuff was happening. You know, we were covering uh, the the human research program is mm-hmm. the proper term for the space twins. Right, uh, it's to give us an opportunity to see how long term deep space travel would affect the human body and having an identical twin on earth while there was one in space was the perfect chance for that so we got a chance to revisit um but the data is still not in guys that was commander kelly landed what 16 like march of 16 so he's been back for a good year but the data is still not completely in yet some of the stuff is a little bit more fine-tuned but overall because of the sheer scope and and scale of the the amount of data that they're reviewing and the amount of people doing the actual research mm-hmm. uh, is what's holding the project up. Normally in science, you know, a, a person does their research, writes their paper, gets it published, and then the scientific on, community right? can, you know, pick at it, add to it, uh, destroy it. I don't know. However they feel it's out there for public consumption. However, um, in this case, the whole point was to have a team of people, a team of teams collaborate on this information right. from start to finish. Just because, they're, I mean, you're, you're literally examining genetic markers of two people. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's, that's a whole lot of and work. And you're studying every little infinitesimal detail. Every little thing. Right. So, you know, there's people all over the world. It's a global effort to do this. Um, and they're still putting, it's, the tapes are still out. So yeah. um, in the meantime, between time, the one thing that we have uh, determined so I don't know if, if you guys remember, last year I mentioned something called telomeres and telomeres. I remember that because then they started doing commercials about them reading your, 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 your telomeres. And I was like, I know that because of Kennedy. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, within the DNA of uh, Scott Kelly, Scott's the one that was in space. Space Scott. That's the way I help. That's the way he helps me. You know, Marcus was the homebound uh, twin. Uh, his white blood cells, the level of methylation or chemical modifications to DNA decreased while in flight, including the gene-regulating telomeres, which are the ones that put caps on the end of your DNA strand so you don't just continually build these proteins into infinitesimal you know, chromosomes. Um, but they returned to normal back when he, when he landed. So that begs an interesting question. Why would your genes sit there and want to expand when you're in space but then suddenly shut down when you're home so they shut down did they shut down i imagine it's not literally once he hit earth's orbit 
or was it? It was gradual. It was gradual. Remember, they're quarantined for a day or so when they get back, Um, especially in his case, uh, because of the extensive research that they're doing on him genetically. Um, That is interesting. Like, why? Like, what is? It's like it's like your body knows that it's home. I don't know. Whatever. Um, So yeah. Bef- that, so that's the main thing I wanted to talk about the the human research program because that's my favorite thing that I've been studying in terms of NASA so far. However, before we get into the nitty gritty, the nittiest of grittiest, I brought an activity. Uh, yeah, Yay! Yay! <laughs> I brought an activity. So uh, I, I didn't know how to re- for those of you at home. <laughs> There's no baloney involved. Sorry. For those oh. of you at home. For those of you watching us on Facebook Live, you get an extra treat. You just get to see us put this together. Woohoo! Uh, Lego put out a Women of NASA set. Uh, it's nice. for ages 10 and up, and it features scientists. That's us. Yep, we, that's, we clear. We definitely. Yeah, that's us. <laughs> yeah, we reached that a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, Jay is right. 10 and the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Um, it right. features, features uh, scientists Margaret Hamilton, uh, Nancy G. Roman, Mae Jemison, and Sally Ride. And we get to ride, build this. Sally Ride. Ride, Sally Ride. So here's what I figure. Right? I, I prepped this just to make sure it's something. So that we can do. so it's the women of NASA and is it like each of their ships or what what are we putting? Well, not in? all of there's only two astronauts right. involved in okay. this. That's Sally Ride and Mae Jemison. I'm actually gonna save their platform for last because it's the biggest one. Okay. Um We got a caller on the line. Ooh. Lou Ferrigno? <laughs> no, it's not Lou Ferrigno. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, you know. We have a caller on the line. Oh, I didn't know. Uh, well, well, you must see. Uh, told we you had we, had one. we had Lou Ferrigno. There we go. <laughs> Hello, caller. You're live on Black Tribbles. Who hey. is this? Hello. Hello. Who is this Hi. caller? This is Steph, Science Steph with Steph from the Dope Science Show. Yeah. It's that dope girl, Stephanie, with that dope science. It's that dope girl, Stephanie, with that dope science. And that dope science show. You got a whole song and dance. Len is so extra tonight. Everybody gets a theme song. You get a theme song. I know. Where's my theme song? It's Jay. Oh, wow. You joined us just in time. Yay! I was like, wait till exactly 15 for a call before. <laughs> Just in time. So uh, we are going to start building the platform for Margaret Hamilton tonight. Right, and I've got the instructions Ooh. here for you guys. They're pages 22 through 35. Oh, yes. You are, and they're looking at me like, what? We have to do things? Yes, sir. Uh, Let's oh, no, get me. it. I, I've Wait, recently gotten homework? back into Legos. I, I'm, I'm, I'm well equipped. I have not are you played. Guys live? Can I, like, watch you? We're on Facebook. We're on Facebook. Facebook. If you go to Facebook, you can see me right now. Okay, I'm going to do it right now. Just do, me, do us a favor. Make sure that you mute your sound. Okay. All right. I'll do that right now. Now I have a question. Yes, as we're as we're looking at all of this Lego stuff, you know, um, the the platform that we're building is for Margaret Hamilton. Now I know the story of Mae Jemison and Sally Ride. They're kind of like almost like 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 homework. You know, you learn learn their stories. But Margaret Hamilton, I'm a little un, unsure of her story. All right, so here's what we're gonna do. The booklet here. I'm gonna put these packets out here, and I thought that we were gonna be able to like just open a packet and build it, but it's spread out. Yeah, it's numbered like one, two, oh. three, four, five, right? 
Um, it, it, I don't see any rhyme or reason to it. All it you says. Guys are so ambitious. <laughs> well, they're small, so I figured we. That's do, a word for it. You know. Um, <laughs> no, well, let me say. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So the, this, because I love how this book, first of all, came under Facebook Live. Can see it, but it came with a little diagram of what looks like a grown behind Lego person who has not put in Legos together since probably. I have put Legos together, and at first he's like, oh, yay, Legos! But then he's like, wow, this is a lot, and I'm overwhelmed. Aha, I get it. I will organize them into color, right? So this way it's easier for us to identify the pieces and put together. And then, boom, he starts building. Master builder, thinking of a master Lego. Uh So we start with segregation, and then we... Yes, you segregate it, and then you unify all the pieces together, and by the end it is one big, beautiful, unified piece. Oh yay! I found you guys. Well, I thought she was. Uh, I thought she was about to be like, "Yay, segregation!" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, "All right." I mean, all right, we so. all have our twists. But <laughs> Stephanie, <laughs> go Stephanie, ahead. And, and do you know um, the story of Margaret Hamilton? Margaret's I do not. Margaret's Margaret's story is here. I want us to build her first. And then, because her whole, I'm telling you, her whole dossier is is right here. So in the background, we're going to be building, right? And then we're going to continue with the rest of the year in review. Okay. Cool. All right? So you're just going to have to wait, Lin Lin. Okay. (laughs) I'm like uh, on Wikipedia now, like, okay, how quickly can I cram and pretend like I know? No spoilers, Stephanie. (laughs) No spoilers. Yeah, so there's... just to give you guys the heads up, I am in California and we're on fire. So everywhere around me has been like declared an emergency, and my family is anxious. But I said I cannot miss this podcast. Whoa, 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 wait! Whoa, whoa. This Are is a, you, you're a in the area disaster. What's happened? You're in the area that actually is being uh, evacuated. Well, I'm about two miles away, so I don't think it's going to come this way, but. We're, I'll let you guys know. I'm just giving you a heads up. If I have to say, oh, I have to go, that would be the reason why. Yeah, please don't rest on our <laughs> laurels. Yeah. If you got to go, you got to go, honey. Yeah, please don't risk your life for us. Yeah, because we ain't got insurance. Unless there's like a zombie thing happening. But for right now, like, no. Yeah, I'm kind of like, a, you know, I grew up in Southern California. There's fires every year. So it takes a lot for me to actually feel like I need to move anywhere. I guess it's like those hurricane people who don't want to leave when the hurricane's coming. That's fair. Is this the closest that the fire has um, gotten to your home before? Hmm. I'm not sure. It's like, I think so. I think so, maybe. Everybody's acting like it's a little bit more than usual. So I'm going to go with that. Yes. Okay. All right. (laughs) All right. But not that they just canceled school for uh, tomorrow, um, but we haven't got, like, the message that our area needs to leave yet. So. All right. Well, if you all of a sudden see a whole bunch of fireflies like outside your window, <laughs> it, it might be time to shut down the interview and just like peace out. All right. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And then I'll make a video about. Oh, have you guys heard about? You know how dangerous it is to breathe the particles from all these fires that happen every year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, a think piece by Stephanie Lowe. Exactly. Yeah. You're like, why are my exactly. lungs? Hot. Okay, so where we go? So where are we going, Cassie? You getting all set up over I, there? Yeah. So so master builder. I see body parts. Master triple. Like limbs. Getting into it. Please, please, please refer the guide here, my friend. That's what it's for. 
I just don't. Because I'm, I'm the first he, he, one. He'll make his own. He'll... I'm the first one to just be like, this looks like what it's supposed to be, and then get frustrated because it's not what it's supposed to be. So I just want to say that Blam, Margaret Hamilton, is assembled and ready to go. She's waiting for her workshop. It's going to be fantastic. She's going to just go chill here for us. Chill here. So. I'm so jealous that you guys got that set. I was looking at it. It was like $60, and I was like, I really want to get it, but I haven't got it yet. So I'm excited, though. That is not what I paid for, it, Chad. $60. <laughs> <laughs> we need to be selling these a lot. It'd be a whole different episode <laughs> if it was $60. <laughs> whole different episode. Okay, so um, one of the bigger things that, that happened over the course of this year, Stephanie, like I said, you're just in time. We're getting into the, the nitty-gritty of uh, space heads here. Um, over the course of the past... 12 to 14 months, I'll say. Give us a little bit of a wiggle room. We've had not one, not two, not three, but four expeditions to the International Space Station. So I wanted to take the time to really go over that and to let people know um, what the deal is. Uh, I My mind was just blown by the fact that there were four trips, four manned trips to the ISS um, within the past year. Right, the one that I'm starting with uh, is Expedition 50, which la- which began on October 30th of 2016 and ended April 10th of 2017. The expedition included biotechnological research, human research, and Earth and space science. Two spacewalks were planned during Expedition 50. So, first of all, it is the 50th trip. 50th manned mission up to the space station. Like, that's awesome. Like, I, maybe it's just me getting hype about that, but that's dope just to know that we can we can do that still. Um, the crew included uh, Robert S. Kimbrough. 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 That's what I was thinking. Right. Sure. Uh, he was the commander of this mission. We also had uh, Peggy Security Whitson, officer. who was the flight engineer. Uh, Andre Borisenko, who was another flight engineer, and uh, Thomas Pesque, that's French, I'm not sure, uh, from the ESA, he was a flight engineer as well, uh, Sergei Ryshikov, and Oleg Novitsky. Wow. Yeah, they were uh, they're from Roscosmos, the Russian space agency, uh, as well as uh, Andre Borisenko. Um, so it's a multinational endeavor, right? You've got two American astronauts, three Russians, and uh, a representative from the ESA, the European Space Agency. So you know, best minds are doing things. Uh, during the 50th Exposition, researchers investigated how lighting can change the overall health and well-being of crew members, how microgravity can affect the genetic properties of space-grown plants, and how microgravity impacts tissue regeneration in humans, mm-hmm. specifically in terms of uh, bone deficit um, or right? bone defect. My bad. Basically, uh, there's only a handful of animals that we know of on this planet that can regenerate bone. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm not including iguanas in that because it's usually just the tip of the tail and it's usually pretty su- superficial injury. Um, but tadpoles, salamanders are among the few animals that when they lose a limb... They can regrow it. Um, and, and scientists are trying to determine how space travel and microgravity can affect uh, the ability to regrow bone tissue and, and 
uh, how osteoporosis can can really affect a person, especially because you're in space, you're not th- using your bones and your muscles the same way. So they're right. taking all this under consideration and seeing how it can affect people when they're traveling to the space station right. and beyond, and also how that information can um, you know benefit us here on Earth as well. Uh, they're looking at how lighting can affect the mood, and not necessarily. I mean, obviously, lighting <laughs> affects the mood, giggity. But also, all right. how it can affect performance <laughs> and overall morale and and all that stuff. Because think about it, they're in space, you know, for months at a time. Yeah, you get lonely. Um, and how do they deal with you know um, the artificial light? I, they, I'm sure they have. Hello. Hello. Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking at the screen and it was delayed and I got confused. Oh. <laughs> okay. I, th- I thought you she went like, to play. Oh, I thought she was out. I thought it was too late. She's <laughs> gone. Like, oh, she had to go. I'm like, hi, everyone. I'm the fire. I'm just taking over this phone call. How you doing? <laughs> uh, watching the screen because okay, it's like in and out and then I think it's real, but it's not. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, you guys. I lost my train of thought. Oh, I was saying, you know, with the light, that's super important because, you know, not only is it your moods, but it's also like... For instance, vitamin D and things like that and how that affects your immune system. So I'm sure they have, like, the uh, the light replacement. I forget what um, what type of light that is um, that you get when you're, like, in Alaska. You guys know the lights you get? Aurora like, Borealis? I'm, I'm not sure no, what it's called, so but it's, like, it imitates um, the sunlight. Yeah, the, it's, yeah it's, it's an actual type of lighting that you can get. To right. like the simulate, midnight sun to simulate sunlight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I, I I forget what it's called too, but I know what you're what you're speaking of. And then yeah. they may have that on the space station, you know, just to because that does affect, like you said, you know, um, uh, has an effect on like your body chemistry. Uh, exactly. In a way, so and morale has a lot to do with overall performance too. If you're depressed, you know, if your brain chemistry is off, then you're not going to be as as reactive as you need to be, if God forbid something happens. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. Um, so I'm sure all that has, has a lot to do with it. Uh, in terms of the actual, uh, the other parts of the science, the stratospheric aer- aerosol and gas experiment. Um, I just want to give a shout out to the scientists at NASA because all of a lot of their, um, the, the, the projects, whether it be a, a launch or an experiment or whatever, have really cool acronyms. So <laughs> Stratospheric Aerosol and Gas Experiment, also known as SAGE, uh, is one of NASA's I like it. <laughs> is one of NASA's longest running Earth observing programs, providing continuous long term data to help scientists better understand and care for Earth's atmosphere. Um, SAGE has been operable since nineteen seventy nine. Holy cats. Um, so they're, they're you know running more tests on that just to keep keep an eye on our atmosphere. Yeah, um, because we keep da- burning holes in it. Damn near don't have one anymore. Right. Um, so it's pretty important. Once again, Expedition Fifty lasted from October thirtieth, twenty sixteen, uh, to April tenth of twenty seventeen. Awesome sauce. That's a long time. So that's ex- a long time. You're right. That's yeah. a, a, that's that's too long actually. Right. Yeah. Like, like now the is thing. It? Uh, yeah. Now the thing is, a lot of those uh, astronauts aren't up there the entire time. Right, they're rotating. They do swap crews out um, pretty regularly. They try to keep it. Scott Kelly's the only one who's been in space that that going long. (laughs) You know what I mean? So they try not to because he was an experiment. Right. Exactly. But the funny thing about that is that he was also like in charge of like maintenance and and other stuff around the station. So he wasn't just like, all right, guys, science me. 
Well, because <laughs> if you're going to be up there that long, you might as well be in charge of taking care of the stuff because, you know, you're going to have the history with it. Right. You know, these are, these are your these are these are your machines. I agree. So now we're on to Expedition 51. Expedition 51 began April in 2017 and ended June 2017. Uh, this expedition included fluid physics, astrophysics, and microbiology, and one spacewalk. The crew included Peggy Whitson, commander. Yes, because with this one, she became the first woman commander to lead two uh, expeditions. That was pretty dope. That's wow. true. What was the first one, Len? It was a uh, 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 expedition. Uh, 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 uh. Didn't she lead? Uh, she did she lead fifty or forty nine? Star Wars sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. She was on expedition fifty. Right. But she didn't get command until well for the second time <laughs> on fifty one. But right. she had led six, expedition sixteen. Correct. And yeah, because because Peggy Whitson, uh, it said. Uh, on on um, on with Expedition Fifty, you know she, by that time already fifty six years old, was the oldest woman to have traveled into space. That's true. So that's pretty dope. Oh gee, Peggy Whitson was the commander of this mission. Fjolder, your chicken, poor poor poor, <laughs> poor guy, was a flight engineer, part of the crew from the Russian cosmos, the Russian cosmos. Poor guy. Because I butchered his name. He doesn't uh, deserve that. He's a freaking astronaut. Oh, then that's not poor guy. That's poor us. Yeah. He could say it. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas I, I know how to say, say uh, it. Now, old trouble. Yeah, if he can't say his own name, then maybe. Then right. poor guy. Then maybe. Yeah, maybe poor guy. Uh, Thomas Pesque. Again, not sure how to pronounce that. Uh, uh, Jack Fisher and Oleg Novitsky. No, it's not right. Novitsky. <coughs> Wait a minute. Where, where did Jack Fisher come in? We've got Oleg Novitsky, <laughs> Peggy Whitson, and then Jack Fisher. Yep. Soto Popinski. And, <laughs> and Fyodor. 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 Clyde. Fyodor. Fyodor. I'm, I'm not sure. And Jack Fyodor. Fisher. Fyodor. Right. <laughs> During Expedition 51, researchers will explore the microorganisms present aboard the space station. Mm. Which are plenty. I'm sure. All, uh, all coming off of Scott. <laughs> Still clean up under Scott. Ew. Flaking off this Scott. This was definitely Scott. Um, <laughs> measure the charges of cosmic rays and study the way foods and medications respond to lifeization in microgravity. Lifeization? Lifeization. What's life? What's, yeah, what, like do, yeah, what's that? or freeze-drying. Uh, is used in formulating pharmaceutical drugs as well as preserving food and medications both on Earth and in space. Did you hear both me and Stephanie was like, oh. I was like, uh. Well, you know, um, I don't see it written down and I'm dyslexic, so it takes, I'm like trying to sound it out so I can understand what that is. That's yeah, fine. Because you wouldn't think, at least personally, when I'm thinking of freeze drying, I'm thinking of some type of cryo- Whatever I'm looking at the root of the you're word. Look, you're looking for something freezing or like yeah. you say, in in there, not lifeization. That sounds like you know life, like right? Life. Now specifically, the Eli Lilly lifeization investigation studies how this process occurs in microgravity in a microgravity environment and what improvements may be made to the current lifeization processes in the pharmaceutical industry as well as other industries. So again, science for Earth and space at the same time. 
Yeah, it's funny. I'm glad that um, you guys do this because people think of science as so abstract. Like, why do we even have, you know, NASA? But when you actually read more about their experiments and, like, all the practical applications, you realize, oh, wow, science creates this environment where you get to have a really extraordinary, like, laboratory experience that you can do things that you can't do on Earth, like you physically can't do it, you know? And um, it's just amazing. That's always going to be innovative, more so than just an abstract ideal, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And plus, like, it's it's killing two birds with one stone, right? Suppose we get really good at doing all the stuff we need to do on Earth, if and when we start colonizing other places, or at least visiting other places, we need to know how these you know, uh, conditions will affect us and how we'll be able to do our jobs beyond that. So it's really it's good stuff. I, I got to say, as a side note, the mission patch for Mission 51 is my favorite, guys. It's my favorite. Each mission gets a patch with, you know, different themes on it and all of the, uh, all of the astronauts' names, all the people in the mission on the patch itself and i don't know if it's because peggy whitson's name's up top i don't know if it's because it looks like a shield i don't know what but i dig it oh you want to see it too triple nation you yeah i'm see googling it, it now <laughs> you see it too there it go that is fly mission 51 that is fly that is fly are you able to like are, are is the public able to get the patches or is that just i believe so i'm pretty sure if you if you went to I nasa like nasa shirt thanks Sorry, it was inappropriate. Yeah, that was very <laughs> <laughs> different. Triples after dark. Um, I, I believe so because I I've seen. Granted, it was in a convention setting, um, where they've had tables and reps and stuff set up. But I've seen, if nothing else, they've got pins, so they might not have patches because right. that's that's for them. But you know, it doesn't mean someone can't make a patch real fast. Yeah, yeah. But, but you would want it to be official though. Official as it can be, but a pin would be cool too. You know, that would look very cool as a nice little pin. Yeah, Something. looks like there's a lot of them online, but I don't know, you know, how who official. made them or how they're being made. Sure, sure. But, yeah, they, they all say Etsy underneath. <laughs> yeah, they do. It's on someone's Pinterest. <laughs> um, Expedition Fifty Two began in June 2017 and ended in September 2017. So that's June, July, August, so three months. In space now, in Expedition Fifty Two, is this when they actually reboot rebooted NASA and went back to the actual first space launch and learned how to fly into space all over again, starting with monkeys and cats? No, Len, you're thinking of the new Fifty Two from DC. Oh, my comics. Bad. Yeah, my bad. I'm sorry. Different, different, different reset button, my friend. Sorry, continue. That's all right. Fair enough. <laughs> the only stupid question is the one that goes unasked. Wow, Master Triple, look at you. Oh, look at where we are with Margaret Hamilton. Oh, let me go back. Oh, look at that. Isn't that cool? That's dope. Maybe it should not be Master Jedi Triple, but Master Builder Triple. Seriously. <laughs> wow, look at that. I've recently gotten nice. back to the hobby. I'm going to pose her like they have her posed in the... I'm happy for you, because it would have been embarrassing if it took you two hours to Oh my gosh. But it she only just took, broke it. But it took Kennedy one second. It took Kennedy one second but to Kennedy smash it. just smash the, the whole playset. <laughs> I just didn't smash the whole one. Her books just went all over the There's place. There's a hole in Margaret Hamilton's head. <laughs> no, there isn't. Ooh. Hush. It looked like she was on the set of The Punisher. Stop it. <laughs> Her whole side of her face, huh? The whole side of her face. 
I'm gonna rebuild this just as master. Good. We can rebuild her. <laughs> She'll, She'll be, be better, better than before. <laughs> better, stronger, smarter, faster. Margaret Hamilton the bionic astronaut, the bionic scientist. Blam, as built by the master trouble. Did you put her name up there? Yep, there it go. Awesome. Name plates included. Nice. Cool. Of course, so we can go ahead and wrap this. Then it breaks Then it breaks again. <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to leave this right here so people can see her. Yeah, there you go. Margaret Hamilton, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yay! We're going to get into her and just. Do this one last, right? Yeah. That's the last one. And then we're going to do um, Nancy Roman next week. Okay. Okay, so <clears throat> Expedition 52. The expedition includes astrophysics, technology demonstrations, oh, tech stuff, biology, and biotechnology. Uh, there is one spacewalk that was planned. Usually the spacewalks are for maintenance, right? Going yeah. off, wa- wiping around the ship, wiping the dust off the lenses, you know, mm. making sure debris doesn't interfere with anything. Put them on a the glass. Um, the <laughs> I mean, I would uh. if I was in space. If there was no risk of me freezing them off completely, literally in the vacuum of, of everything that life needs to exist, oh god, I'd be like, hey guys, blam! They'd be like, this is why you can't take Americans anymore. <laughs> um, so Expedition Fifty Two features Commander Fjolder. It's your dude, Fjolder. It's your bull, Fjolder. Fjolder, Fjolder, Fjolder. Uh, poor, poor, poor. Accompanying him is Randy Bresnik, Jack Fisher, Sergey Rizansky. Isn't Randy Bresnik Randy's alias? <laughs> <laughs> I knew he looked familiar. I thought it was. I could have sworn. Peggy Whitson and Paolo Nispoli. Now, during Expedition 52, researchers demonstrated more efficient solar arrays, studied the physics of neutron stars, investigated a new drug to fight osteoporosis, and study the adverse effects of prolonged exposure. No, no, no. Don't build this now, huh? Oh, not this one. No, no, no. We oh, wait. just the one for the week. Yes. Oh. I didn't expect you to get through this this quickly. Oh, wow. You're much, more, <laughs> you're much better at this than I am, because I've still been like, wait, this one looks like all the others. We're going to go ahead and wrap these up. Thank you, Master Tribble. Wow. Well, oh, that part's done. I thought he was doing the whole thing. Oh. Yeah, yeah, so did I. <laughs> Eric, Eric, Eric was excited. I, I was in the mood. <laughs> he got ready to go. No, we're going to hold off on all of these. At least it wasn't that. I have a, a Lego set from Korea, and it is unfair. <laughs> like, it is. They are. It's really tiny. It's called, like, iBlock or something like that. And I, it's a little Spider-Man. And the pieces are about uh, like maybe the a size, fourth a size of one of these. Not even, not even, dude. Like th- one of the pieces can fit in the hand of the Lego people. I think I know oh, what wow. you're talking about. And I was like, "That's so tiny." I was like, "This is all choking hazards for like <laughs> every animal, like <laughs> every creature on the planet." Like. Wow. I would have been intimidated. Like, I don't think I could do that. <laughs> I mean, I could, but would you want to? Yeah, I did it, and then I was just like, yeah, I'm going to leave that alone. Put it right on the... <laughs> Never touch it again. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, whose hands are these for? Because they're so tiny. I was like... <laughs> um, so fighting osteoporosis and studying the adverse effects prolonged exposure on microgravity to on the heart. Oh. Um, Yes, that'll be really cool. 
Um, that could that could have been an accidental Incredible Hulk in space situation, right? Like right. the wrong beams hit you. Oh well, no, that would just be Fantastic Four. Well, no, that, that's coming up next. But the the um the the studying the effects of uh, osteoporosis, I could see that being like something that you really could benefit from. You know, being out there with no gravity and and stuff like that. That's um. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. And, and, and again, that's what Stephanie was talking about. One of those things that you can't really practically, right? You know, experiment plan for plan for here on Earth. But in there, it's like a whole other. That's that's the perfect environment. Yeah. What's interesting about a lot of the science and stuff that's done in space or on the space station or when the shuttles were still operable is that while a lot of the technology and the and all that stuff is developed specifically specifically for space it ends up being used back on earth right like tang freeze-dried juice mix yeah did not exist before the 60s mm, mm, I'm nasty really i know bad. it's gross but they needed something that would be more than water that these astronauts could drink and also get their vitamins and all that fun stuff too so all of us drinking kool-aid and iced tea mix and all that stuff all of that was developed specifically for space travel and ends up benefiting us as well. Velcro is another one. Yeah, Velcro. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, the Wipes. list. Yeah, a lot of the cancer research is, a lot of the, rather the advances in cancer research, um, you know, were possible because of a lot of the advancements made in space. So a lot of the stuff is uh, definitely dual purpose, if nothing else. Tang is the evidence of the power of marketing because when right? Tang came out, <laughs> Tang came out, you know, you could not tell little kids and, 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 and some mothers and parents that Tang wasn't like, you know, oh, yes, it's essential, you know, for your lunch and for your dinner and everything like that. <laughs> Tang is disgusting. It's foul. It is foul. <laughs> it should not exist on Earth at all. It, it, it deserves to be in space. You know, it should be what we give the visitors. But it, it, but it, is, it is really, but it had the coolest commercials because it, you know it, it it was tang you know it was like it's what the astronauts you know and the astronauts like they were our rock stars you know what i mean so you couldn't tell us like well if it was good enough for buzz aldrin i'm right. going to drink it too and we did and we had no idea why does our mouth hurt <laughs> but <laughs> it, but that was a power of marketing because it was tang could you imagine being the first astronauts to try it up there in space thank god there were no live feeds back then <laughs> <I know. Yeah. laughs> Yeah, for real. It'd have been like, mm, yummy. <laughs> Close the door. No, I gotta get this. <laughs> That's like when I had Red Bull for the first time. I was like, oh, people are drinking this. Yeah, yeah. Red Bull is used to it. Particular kind of <laughs> Red Bull's okay. First time you had Red Bull, you didn't think that. I nope. loved Red Bull from Joe. Yeah, it was really? like no. a little required, but it wasn't bad. I hated <laughs> Monster. Still hate Monster. Yeah, I can't even get through a whole. It was can good of enough. Monster. I drank it the second time. <laughs> okay, so out of all the things that were done in Expedition 52, the thing that I had to be like, wait a minute, guys, is the Fruit Fly Lab 2. Fruit Ooh. Fly? Fruit Flies. We all know how hard it is to get rid of fruit flies. Oh, yes. So why, TF, would you bring that S on the space station? Like, I don't. So many letters. I'm well, like on purpose. Then you could like see uh, evolution happen while you're there, right? You can watch the gene change while you're there. There's like a bunch of reasons. 
No? Way to, way to, no, great. Way to just take all the wind out of my sails, Stephanie, oh, with your I logic. <laughs> no, no, no. You know what you do? You just drop that dope science, girl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So exposed exposure to reduced gravity environments can result in cardiovascular changes such as fluid shifts. And fruit flies? Changes in total blood volume, heartbeat and rhythm irregularities, and diminished aerobic capacity in us. Okay. All right. The fruit... The fruit fly lab. Wow, it's a tongue twister. Fruit fry. Fruit fly lab. Fruit fly lab two <laughs> study uh, uses the fruit fly Drosophila melanogaster for the scientific word uh, to better understand the underlying mechanisms responsible for the adverse effects of prolonged exposure to microgravity on the heart. Okay, so they use the flies. To, I guess it sounds like they use the flies. As a way of uh, determining the effects on the heart? I get it. Flies are smaller, and they have shorter lifespans. So you can Uh see those results over the course of an organism's lifespan in a much shorter time than you would a human. Okay. Right. So if they, I guess, brought the flies up alive and then kept an eye on them during their whole lifespan. But of all the flies to bring, why the fruit fly? I know, I guess because they're small. They're small. There's a lot of them. I think they're pretty hardy. Right? <laughs> they are hardy because they do not leave. <laughs> right? Fry, flies are smaller with a well-known genetic makeup and very rapid aging. Okay, that was so I was right. They make them good models for studying heart function. Uh, the experiment helped to develop a microgravity heart model in the fruit fly. Such a model could significantly advance the study of space flight effects on cardiovascular system and all that stuff that I said before. So basically because, I mean, I guess... Any, any so it's a smaller system to study, so yeah. it makes it easier. Yeah, and plus, I, I, I do... See, co- we can figure this out, y'all. <laughs> I do remember in high school doing biology experiments using fruit flies in particular because of the fact that it, it, it's what they're used most frequently in science. So people know, oh, this is a fruit fly, um, specifically in terms of, I don't know, how many other species of fly there possibly could be, and using that as a variable. Does that make sense? Lynn's looking at me like, I don't understand. That's true. And they have, like like you were saying, they have years and years and years of data to look back on and compare again. So um, it's just like a standard. I'm just, I'm really tickled by the fact that Eric just built the crap out of that. I love it. (laughs) Cool. So Expedition 53, which is the one that is going on presently. They're going to find a transformer. And is going to land, the, the goal is to land, weather permitting, December 14th. So next week, a week from today, oh, wow. is when these folks, the folks that are going to land, are scheduled to land. Mm. I began in September of 2017 and ends in a week. This expedition includes astrophysics, technology demonstrations, cellular biology, mm-hmm. and biotechnology. They have planned three spacewalks during Expedition yes. 53. Uh, the commander being Randolph Randy Bresnik. Right. Uh, Alexander Misurkin. Right. Jack Reacher. <laughs> Sergei Ryansky. Right. And Bobby. Mark T. Vandehey. Mm hmm. Paolo Nespoli. He's still up there. Joseph Acaba. Yeah, Paolo ain't going to where he a lifer. Mm-hmm. So one, two, three Americans, two Russians, and. An ESA. Partridge in a pear tree. Partridge in a pear space. And Jay, yes. guess what one of the things they're studying up there? 
They're studying the cosmic ray particles. And where do we know cosmic rays uh, from? I really was excited because I thought you were going to say poop. <laughs> but at the same time, no, cosmic rays. But that ends up being Fantastic Four. That's right. Hey. So did they come back? Like They're not back yet. We'll see you on December 14th. So there's a chance that they'll come back stretching, invisible, made of stone, and uh, set ablaze. We'll see. During Expedition 53, researchers will study the cosmic ray particles, demonstrate the benefits of manufacturing fiber optic filaments in microgravity. Wow. They're literally making fiber octave filaments in microgravity. Because they got to make the suits to house their superpowers. Like, that's not I, for right? the suits. Exactly. That's for the Wi-Fi. That's for the internet. <laughs> that's how we transmit the Wi-Fi, the internet. That's, that's fiber optic exactly. optics. As well as investigating targeted... Therapies to improve muscle atrophy and explore the p- abilities of a new drug to accelerate bone repair. Go ahead, Stephanie. You were trying to say. Oh, oh yeah. Um, I looked into that because I've heard of fiber optic filaments, but I didn't really know exactly what that meant. And um, then I looked up what they were doing, and what they found that was in um, zero gravity conditions or subgravity. I'm not exactly sure how they uh, termed it. Um, the glass doesn't get any crystals. So they were able to make like a major breakthrough and they're already planning like manufacturing processes to make it like a commercial thing. I was super impressed. All about that dollar. Yeah, it's really, I mean, because I I can't make optical fibers on Earth. (laughs) So the fact that they're doing it in space is pretty neat. I mean, if you eat the right spices, though, you can make a little fibers. Definitely. I think See? if they were See. to, I think we could get more support for NASA if they really start marketing and changing the narrative from like a heroic experience to more like, hey, you guys, this has real practical, uh, like think of it as a master like uh, laboratory. If they were to change some, you know, change some of that marketing, I think we could get more money for NASA versus um, the way people think of it now as kind of like an expensive hobby. Well, I think we definitely it's going to be looking at changing that narrative going forward as long as the current administration is uh, is is in the White House. I think under Barack Obama for those for those last eight years and and to a degree, um, George Bush as well, they, you know, had an appreciation for the for the romanticism of of NASA and 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 its mission. I don't think that that is the case in the administ- in administration. Well, surprisingly enough, the current administration um, has put a significant amount of money towards NASA, in particular the meteorological and uh, weather surveillance arenas. So they put all this money into... Which is ironic. Yeah, um, I, I think it's a cover ploy to increase surveillance on the on the planet just in general. I think they're trying mm. to make it look like it's weather-based, <laughs> but... Yeah. I have theories. Yeah, because we know what they think about the weather. Yeah. Anyway. Exactly. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Right, right. <laughs> Hold on. This is science. This is against everything. That's not what you do. <laughs> Why are you doing this? So, cosmic rays, energetics, and mass. Cosmic ray particles reach Earth from far outside the solar system with energies well beyond anything that man-made accelerators can yeah. achieve. We yeah, just are just it. not on that level. No, However, not. oh, the cosmic ray energetics and mass, also known as ISS cream. Um, yeah, 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 I know. 
It's it's, it's it's cream. It reads it is cream. Yeah. Instrument measures the charges of cosmic ray particles ranging from hydrogen to iron nuclei. The data collected from the instrument will be used to address fundamental science questions such as one, do supernovae, that's supernovas, plural, plural. supply the bulk of cosmic rays? I, I would think so, right? Uh, two, what is the history of cosmic ray particles in the galaxy? Holy cats, that is not an easy question. That was from 1962 with the first uh, issue of Fantastic Four One when Reed Richards took the... And three, and there are a million can the rays. energy spectra of cosmic rays result from a single <laughs> mechanism? This three-year mission will help the scientific community to build a stronger understanding of the fundamental structure of the universe and not relying on what Marvel Comics has told us <laughs> is possible <laughs> with cosmic rays, energetics, and mass, a.k.a. cream. Well, if anybody can do it, it'd have to be NASA because don't nobody else know more than Marvel but NASA, so it would have to be them. <laughs> nobody. Nobody you know, know about DC that cream. Nobody you know. Oh, there's that. A, did you, you ain't hear that? Dollar, that, dollar bill, y'all. That DC that. shade. You heard that DC shade? I heard it. it. Not at all. It was just it's history. All right. So wow, history. I just wanted to to pay attention to the folks who have been up in space and back uh, over the past year. Year. Past year, really. There's there's little details here and there. Um. Uh. Like like Len said, Peggy Whitson being the oldest woman to fly in space. Um, Peggy Whitson was actually supposed to come back to Earth um, on June second of twenty seventeen, my birthdays. Um, but uh, there were some personnel shifts um, between the different space agencies, so she ended up staying uh, for Expedition fifty two. So they was like, "Listen, Ma, we can't. You can't go yet. We need you to." We need you to. We need you to stay. Because the Russians got pushed out. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We have it. <laughs> yeah. There was just. It was just a discrepancy in terms of how many cosmonauts should be up there. I think it was a ratio thing because the ESA wanted people as well. Yeah. Um, they wanted representation. Right. But Peggy was already up there, so rather than bring Peggy back and then send back somebody up, I'm sure it just made more sense just to let her rock for a second. But she okay. was up there. She's probably like, hey, don't be leaving nothing on my modules. You better wipe <laughs> that up. Ew. A module. Uh, I, I thought you said nodule. I know. I said mo- How is not? <laughs> anyway, so I established. <laughs> I almost went into that path. I've learned my lesson. Yes. I, I established a rough timeline over the course of this past year. Because in addition to all the manned missions going to the ISS, there was other stuff going on. Um. January through April was primarily a personnel launch because April was when both the, the expeditions shifted. Um, and also supply launches, you know, uh, private companies like SpaceX um, and, and other organizations were sending supplies, you know, whatever people would, would, would you need in space, right? Whatever that might be. Um, Water, there was, air, dirt. Yeah, you know, yeah. all the all the, the test tubes for their experiments. Yeah, you know, the wiring Data for minutes. their... Right, right. <laughs> Data Coffee. Uh, I was gonna say like a DVD player or something. You know, keep it they busy. got internet. They don't need to watch DVD. I don't think they have the internet up there. I I think it's, they gotta have internet. No, it's a direct link. It's Bluetooth. No, I think it's something else completely. Like I don't think they can. It's, it's, what do you it's think? Fiber it is, optics, Stephanie. I, I don't know. Would it be from like a satellite? 
Someone needs to Google that. Because I'm thinking, yeah, because if the planet has Wi-Fi, yeah, they're not that far from. It ain't nothing but a long USB. (laughs) Yeah, but it's got everything to do with signal relay, right? If they don't have a satellite there that's bouncing information they need to the space station and back and then to Earth and back again, then that could create a serious lag if there's a connection. I think they get some bleed off. They're not too far. They're closer to the satellite than they are to Earth, right? And more importantly, what about this Netflix, though? Because Punisher is that work. Like They can't watch that. You think they ain't getting Punisher? All they got to do is like you serving your country. Take one of the dishes and tilt it to the left. Oh, yes. The International Space Station has an internet connection. Told Thank you. you. Pre- like, come on. Previously, astronauts could only send emails and tweets to ground control as part of their regular data transmission. Then the ground control would have, would have to send their communications for them. They upgraded in 2010. They send it to Major exactly. Tom. Just take your phone up there. You all right. Yeah. They tweet every day or something. Don't you get a picture a day from the space station? Yeah, but do you know how many people are working at NASA? Do you know how how much information they get on a regular basis? I saw them with some intern. intern Taking pictures from up there working the GoPro from Earth on the space station taking a picture a day. Like, no, there's somebody up there tweeting it down to you. No, I get that, but I'm saying I didn't think it went straight out at first. I thought, like it said, you'd have to send it to oh, Michigan filter control, it or something. And then they would send it. Oh, they it probably filter it. Yeah, they probably or screen it. But yeah, it's coming yeah. from somebody up right. there. You don't, you don't want any accident or inappropriate. Like, yeah, it's like, oh no, just... we got Blee Blob in the frame. <laughs> we got to get him out. Like, Blee Blob, go back in the room. We told you you can't come out with Blee Blob pictures. Blee Blob with the friends. <laughs> Blee Blob love Twitter. <laughs> Blee, Blee Blob know the tweets. Blee Blob tweets. Sorry, I just saw Chappie, so that's a memory. <laughs> People I want to heist. People I want to see mummy. No. Hashtag love earth. Yo, I'm telling you, remember how you were saying earlier that there was information that hasn't been um, revealed or processed. discovered or processed yet? That's because half of it, they can't even tell anybody about it. They're like, yeah, we can't Classify tell them. that. We can't tell them about the three-eyed chicken people. Just just, yeah, a, just a TA at UCLA going over all of the, the data like, what? Commander Kelly, who is this? What is this? Who is this? Why does he keep popping up in your shots? Oh, that's that's just B-Blob. He's cool. Don't mind him. That's Glibber Fritz. <laughs> <laughs> that's Glibber Fritz. He's, you know, he hey grew guys. out of my navel. I hate to interrupt you, but it looks like I'm going to have to go. Um, not because I'm in immediate danger, but... It looks like they'll be evacuating, turning off the power in an hour or something. I knew, I, I knew it. I mean, you said you went wow. two miles away. I mean, <laughs> two miles is Seven Eleven. You need to get up <laughs> and grab your microscope and whatever else. A wet blanket. Just cover it with a wet blanket. Okay, wet and blanket, run. a wet blanket, and your microscope, and 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 go. And, and one chicken foot and some water, probably, and some water. And, and and some Captain Crunch, maybe a tent. I, I guess. I yeah. That's are you going to like a hotel, or, or a refugee have, center? What's going on? I don't know exactly. Every one of my family's went running around and getting water and stuff, and I've been trying to act as if they're overreacting. But once they say the power's going off an hour, my phone's not charged. That became an emergency for me. Yeah, yeah. So like, yo, yeah, charge our phone. Cause I need to get off this interview, y'all. <laughs> Damn, y'all fun. Space Legos is cool and all. Right, but but fire, <laughs> fire's a thing. Well, thank you so much for taking the time that you did to talk with us, Stephanie. We really appreciate it. Um, and before you go, real quick, when people they, you know, we didn't even really get into it, but if people want to check out the Dope Science Show with Stephanie, they can go to. 
You can guys can go to the dopescienceshow.com. You can just Google the Dope Science Show. I have a podcast. I'm doing a vlog challenge right now, so I'm making a video every day. So you'll definitely see me out there. Basically, what I do is I just talk about science in our everyday life, and I interview people from rappers to scientists, doctors, you know, artists, everyone, um, and they tell their personal stories, and we also talk about science. So you guys check it out, and um, I just finished season one. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Yo! Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you, guys. And um, I'm getting hyped for season two, so you'll see um, new episodes coming up in the podcast in January. Dope. Dope, dope, dope. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us, Stephanie. We really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. This was so awesome. You're one of my favorite podcasts, one of the first podcasts I ever listened to. And I always recommend, I'm like, have you guys heard of Black Tribbles? So this is a great honor, and I'm super excited, and I'm happy that you guys had me on. Okay. And Thank you. This is the second time you're able to get away without getting your triple designation. Next time oh, I'll talk God, to you, Stephanie. No, you no, know, I no. Run for the hills. Too. Run for the hills. <laughs> run for the hills. Get on your Bambi. <laughs> run for run. the hills. But next time you're on the air. Okay. That's it. Nothing will stand in the way next time. <laughs> All right. You, you please, please, we mean it from the bottom of our hearts to you and your family. Be safe. All okay, right. thank you so much. I'll talk to you guys soon. All right. All right. Bye. Take care. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that was Stephanie Lowe of the Dope Science Show with Stephanie. You can go to dopescienceshow.com, and we're coming to you live and direct on WPPMLP Philadelphia with Space Go, go, go. Featuring Lou Diamond Phillips. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, wasn't that See, man, supernova? That's why it's important. You got to have your emergency plan in place. Yeah, Three true. days of water in your house at all times. A go bag. So that way you can just grab it and run. You don't yeah. get your power bank in there. Yeah, I have a For emergencies. An emergency credit card always on top. No, cash. Well, cash, too. Or jewels. But no, yeah, don't, no, don't no, count. Like gold. Card. Yeah. Like gold, gold silver, silver, and cash. Yeah. Yeah, like not even an emergency credit card. Like, don't even count on that. Because you, that, you, that means you need power. You need exactly. electricity. Okay, fair that enough, You fair don't enough. have that. Yeah, and if the power's cutting off in an hour, you can't get gas with that emergency credit card. That's true. That's true. Good point. Good so, point. yeah, Good point. cash. Good point. But then again, if the power's going out, you need to get the gas now because the pump ain't going to work in an hour. Should you have a gun, Mac? Yes. I mean, yeah, that I, that's already, yes. Well, no, that's already in your house. Yes. <laughs> I, all right, if you're not going to own a gun, I believe every person should know how to operate a firearm. But, like, yeah, for, like, an emergency situation, you should have a, one of those as well. Yeah, I'll be walking or at least around an axe. With, I'm walking around with mad blades. Like, I got my samurai swords already. I got my daggers on the duck. That's what I told y'all. Never like, be going without a Sharpie. Yeah, like. Oh, that kind of Sharpie. I thought and you then, meant a pen. I no, really thought this he meant for autographs. That's, no, that was. I was like, wow, he's ready. He got a marker on deck just in case. I, oh, no, I had. You about thought so, too? <laughs> okay, oh, it's not just. Yeah, me. yeah. It, it was in quotes. <laughs> yeah, but still. Because I, I, I was going to say, I always carry Sharpies. I knew you knew what I That's was That's why I was like, oh, it makes sense. Maybe. But I carry both that. versions. Okay. I carry the pen and I carry the blade. The blade. The blade. <laughs> <laughs> so. call it. January through April was mostly, like I said, personnel launch and landing, supply launches, uh, garbage disposals, all that fun stuff. Um, Wait a minute. Garbage disposals? Yeah. They put everything in a bin, and when they have a whole lot of bins, they they send a rocket up 
with supplies. Oh, to go get it and bring it back. Well, with supplies, usually, to you know, kill two birds with one stone. Right, right, and right. And then, you know, they, they fill they, it and then send it back. Take it back in trash. All right. Or they don't even send it back. It just disintegrates. It all disintegrates in the, the atmosphere. Orbit. Yeah. Okay. Which That's is easiest. really, when you think about how yeah. much don't they're throwing away. Don't even send it back down. How much they're throwing away. Well, how much do they throw away? Because you just have the waste you create, right? Yeah, For the most part. Yeah, wrappings for food. Feel. Yeah, packaging. Um, I guess whatever else, you know, is being disposed Whatever's disposable. Of. I'm sure yeah. that waste is in, in there, in, in a way. Yeah, that. I said that. You know, that. I don't know waste if, I don't know if, out. I don't know if human waste gets disposed of. I think they just vent that Recycle into space. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Poop in space, space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one guy just, he's just like, what's that over there? Consolation, like, you're right. <laughs> just hits him in the face. It hits him in his helmet, like blip. Constellation fecal. I'm like, oh no. All right, so do you even know the odds of <laughs> literal fecal matter touching you in space? If you're in space and fecal matter is in space, as big as space is, like unless you're going after fecal matter in space, like I don't think you're going to run into it. I'm but sorry. it would Just be off. awesome if that happened. You're like, yo, the one time I'm I went in you space, would enjoy dog. It so much. He'd be like, dog, the one time I went in space, man. No, that's, that's not up. That's not up. Go ahead, go ahead, Isaiah. But what if it's alien poop though? Like you don't know. Well, yeah, you're not going to recognize starts alien going poop. all luxurious. <laughs> but it's like in the worst places, like your armpit hair starts locking up and growing and becoming sentient. <laughs> you're like a character from an Octavia. You're like Medusa. You'd be like Medusa from <laughs> Inhumans. Medusa. Underarm hands. We're like, ha-ha! Full growth. <laughs> Which makes you think how Stan Lee gets so much right. Mm. Who have you been talking to? So in mm. May... How many times he been to the dark side? Glibber Fritz is in his ear. there was a, a launch that I wanted to pull attention to because it was different from the others. Uh, Subtech 7 was a payload on a Black Brant 9 suborbital sounding rocket. So it was a sounding mission. It was never meant to breach low orbit goes into low orbit, does what needs to do, comes right back. Um, so it's called subtext. Subtech. Oh, um, I thought you said subtext too. That's Sub- what oh, so the bit, why the black rocket can't go into space? Like, what's your subtext there? Subtext mm-hmm. seven. Um, I'm, are you reading between the lines, Tribble? Stay woke. Spacism. I know it's space and we love it. Stay woke. The primary goal of the flight was to test two capabilities for sounding rocket missions to improve payload recovery systems. Uh, the first is a shutter door system that will allow recovery of telescope payload in water environments, expanding the capabilities for science research. Um, the second goal of the flight was to update the electronic and mechanical systems of the current recovery system, whose heritage dates back to 1970s. So some massive upgrades there, yeah. uh, both hardware-wise and software. Uh, these updates will also or have also rather decreased the system's length and weight, uh, which will allow for comparable increases in science experiments that can be flown. Yeah. So, uh, good, good stuff there. A cool thing that happened in June that really kind of pulled my attention away. I thought it was noted, really, really neat. Um, a handful of elementary students and... Uh, no, go to the link. Uh, a handful of elementary students got some experiments together, put them on a rocket, launched it from, from Wallops Research Base, and... Uh, Send it into suborbit space. You know, the whole point of these experiments was to conduct, uh, you know, the fluctuations on. Um, oh, jeez, I'm trying to be general and not get too too heavy into it. 
Um, but some of these things are really kind of deep. Basically, the rocket carried 23 experiments measuring acceleration, humidity, pressure, temperature, and radiation counts. So it was more than uh, 80 small cubes with de experiments developed by middle school students in 49 states as part of the Cubes in Space program. It's really neat. It flew to 73 miles altitude, um, and then it landed therein, and the students were responsible for doing the research and what they found in the data afterwards. That's pretty cool. I thought it was neat. Like, yeah. yo, I would have loved an opportunity to send an experiment to space when I was in middle school. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's and then have it come back, and then you get to sit there and crank out all those numbers, you know? Yeah. Talk about planting the seed, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Giggity. Of science. Giggity in of science. August. <laughs> planting the seeds of knowledge. In August, in your mind. we had three separate launches in the same week which what? was which wait was three three launches in the same week for the rest of the year they were doing you know maybe maybe at most two a week but it was usually like once every two weeks once a month in some instances but in august there were three separate launches there was a suborbital launch one to the iss and then a tracking satellite and each of those was launched on different rockets now, a couple years ago i talked about all the rocket models that were being used soyuz is the most popular one it's a russian model it's been working since the 70s it's mm. fuel efficient it's light it's durable it's the job done if it ain't broke don't fix it amen mm -hmm. um but like a Volvo. Uh, mm. right exactly except like, like a good man mm. Mm -hmm. don't distract me Delicious. so the <laughs> Was doing so well. Um, <laughs> private space companies like SpaceX, your boy Elon Tusk, Musk, no Musk, no Fusk, um, has his Dragon rocket. Mm -hmm. I believe that was the suborbital one. Um, and then there was another that launched the tracking satellite. So now we've got different rockets doing different things. That's cool. Um, which is good to know because for a minute there, you know, there was nothing being launched from American soil. So it's encouraging to know that we're getting back on that track. Um, also in August, there was a total solar eclipse. Yeah. Total eclipse of the sun. That was pretty cool. Do you guys remember what you were doing during the solar eclipse? I was working. Um, <laughs> and then I went outside into the parking lot with everyone else and looked up at the sky. and Like we're not supposed to do, like the news says. I had the glasses. They they, they gave me oh, the glasses okay. at my job. Oh, they gave you glasses? They didn't give me glasses. I can't see. And uh, check it out. It was cool. It was actually kind of cool. Yeah, I, I was at work, but I ended up looking at it without the glasses. But I mean, it was cloudy out, so like so it was kind of like a natural yeah, like a natural over. filter. So it helped. So I was like, oh, all right, this is cool. Now I'm just kind of waiting for my powers to develop. So yeah, we'll see. What about you, Master Dribble? I was in the house. I went out, but it was like still early on. So then I went back in. I was like, yeah. And then I think I watched it a little bit online. But I watched it from a place where they had a total eclipse. You know, we only Which had like 80% cool. or yeah. something up here. So I watched it online where they had like 100%. And that was kind of cool to watch it. Like the 100%. Happen over, over the course of time because we had that on at, at our job. Where were you, Kay? Um, recovering from a severe hangover. <laughs> so that was a Monday. The day before, I had hit my second clutch of all time at work. And I went out with a throw worker when we both got off. And... It started off as one round of margaritas turned into three pitchers of margaritas later. Um, and we stayed up all night being goofy. 
And then the next day I was just like... So did you you actually miss the eclipse? I caught the tail end of it. And I remember being so um, like um, annoyed that I missed the total solar eclipse. So yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get myself like, you know, you're, you're hungover and you're like, all right, I'm going to get out this bed. I'm going to drink this water. I'm going to go to the bathroom and go about my life. In, the, in your 20s, oh, yeah, yeah, do that. Eat something real fast, splash some water on your face, go to work. I'm not in my 20s anymore. So my body was like, hey, girl, drank a lot last night. You should probably sit down. Yeah. Pull this cover right back on top of you. Chill out for another 20 minutes. Roll over and die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when I finally did have enough energy to get up and go somewhere, my I stayed at my friend's house, right? She made sure she was like, No, don't go home. It's too late. Just stay here. I'll you know, you can leave whenever. I'm like, all right, cool. She had painters come in and to paint her house and they had locked me in the house. So I had to call her and wait for her to come back from work to let me out. And then she was like, I'll just take you home. It's whatever. I got a half day. I'm like, cool. So we're driving through Kensington towards West Philly and I'm looking out the out the window trying to see it. I'm like, oh, this overcast. This should be fine, right? And then just as we both said that, the guy on the radio was like, in spite of the overcast, please do not look directly into the sun because it will still burn your cornea. You were fine. I, I mean, I did it. I made it out safe. Anyway. <laughs> um, you know how many times he he was looking to the left of me and was having conversations with he thought was me? <laughs> yeah. No. Still he, getting he, those, those cones and rods back? Yeah. Um. And, uh, you know, we're outside and there's people looking up, like, what you're not supposed to do. People with sunglasses and stuff. And I'm like, all right. So I get home. And I remember because we were still in HYY and Derek Pitts had given us all the little solar eclipse viewers specifically for that day. And I had mine still. I was like, I'm going to use this, John. And I go outside and I catch it just as the eclipse was starting to pass oh wow so i caught it i didn't catch the full zenith but i caught it towards the end and i'm standing out there with this thing and it's hot it's august even though it's you know overcast and i've got this thing and i'm looking and i'm like yeah solar eclipse Woo! i'm gonna go home now mm-hmm. get back in this bed so the solar eclipse happened in august of 2017 september um the biggest thing that happened in september aside from uh, Expedition landing, Expedition f- Two landing, and then Expedition Fifty Three starting was the Cassini, our beloved satellite to Saturn, went night night. Yeah, <coughs> Cassini was an historic event. It launched back in the seventies. Yep, I want to say, <coughs> excuse me, um, it has been giving us data. Oh, launched in 1997. My bad. Wrong seven. It launched in 1997 from Cape Canaveral and arrived in Saturn of 2004. So it had been up there for 13 years. Just sending us back data and images and pictures not only of the planet and the, and the moons and its own satellites getting, you know, data of the, the analyzing rather the rings and everything that makes Saturn Saturn. Yeah. Um, I remember it, it, it was Cassini that sent back like those real beautiful pictures of the rings of Saturn. And I remember when they came back, people were like, they, they really were mesmerizing. They were beautiful. Yeah, it was really neat. So what happened was um, Cassini pretty much, the satellite just lost orbit and plummeted into Saturn, which as we all know is a gas giant. Mm-hmm. 
So didn't last too long once it plummeted, but it was just neat that they made this big stink of of watching the live feed as it as it died, I guess, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Um, so it's just just kind of I, c- I can only imagine being a scientist that worked on Cassini and having watched it this whole time, and then knowing that you were able to contribute to a project that enriched our our knowledge of the cosmos therein. Like I just blows my mind like these folks are in this in this room hugging each other and stuff and it's like first you're like guys it's just a piece of metal but then it's like no that's your that's like 20 years almost yeah. it's like a, their livelihood like. yeah could you imagine like being done being like on the cassini project and then you're like ah uh, now what so what do you do now <laughs> right now what what can you possibly do now that i say we become super villains bum, 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 bum. <laughs> just start committing crimes <laughs> robbing banks jeez I remember that dude. Wasn't he the guy who orchestrated the Cassini mission? That's him. Call me the Cassini man. (laughs) Cassinis. So in October, again, I mentioned, you are pulling my stuff out. Um, I mentioned that the the folks at NASA have really cool sense of humor when it comes to the acronyms for their experiments. Uh, In October, there were two that came to mind initially. The Firstly, the Advanced Supersonic Parachute Inflation Research Experiment, or ASPIRE. Hmm. Right? It was a lo- it was a rocket that they sent up into space to uh, pretty much just deploy parachutes. Quickest way we can do this so we can, you know, utilize time and, and energy efficiently without wasting petrol or other valuable materials. Um, the other being the dual channel extreme ultraviolet continuum experiment, or deuce. Ha! What the deuce? And wait till that one goes, drops out of orbit. Then they will have dropped it. Deuce. <laughs> when the deuce drops, when behold. The, when, when the deuce drops. In a world where your deuce cannot stay afloat. <laughs> Good word. No heavy, heavy space deuce. No Google, not the deuce. <laughs> uh, no. Are they about to get HBO? Yeah. I haven't watched it. I don't know if it's good or not. I, don't, I couldn't speak on it either. There it is. So the sounding the sounding rocket, again, sounding rocket is something that goes to low orbit if it breaches our atmosphere at all, gathers a quick little bit of information, sends it right back, and crashes. Um, the dark regions of space that we know of, like we just found out very recently that space is like 98% dark matter, or I'm not sure if that percentage is correct, but it's mostly dark matter. Um, things that are presently invisible to the human eye. Mm-hmm. So the deuce uh, was set up to test technologies to enable us to be able to perceive things in ultraviolet. So this way, all of those gases and all of those substances that we were unable to see Right now, they're trying to develop technology so that we'll be able to perceive it later, making it easier for deep sea, deep sea, deep space missions. <laughs> Sorry, sea quest. Um, deep space missions and all the things that we need to know. Um, and plus, just imagine just knowing more. Just oh, sorry, science, science, science. So that was October. Aspire and Deuce. In November, uh, was the 17th anniversary of Expedition 1. Oh, wow. And at first, when I schemed through that, I was like, okay, that's cool. I was like, wait, 17 years since the first manned ISS mission. That's incredible. Yeah. 
17 years and we're coming up on our 54th expedition right yeah that's that's that is incredible so over the course of not even 20 years a lot of trips there has been 50 53 presently trips back and forth 53 manned trips to space and back about to be 54 yeah unless they're overrun by aliens Hopefully, you know, bleep lorping them. And thus begins Still the final war. We'll have chilled out by then. Where man and lizard duel. <laughs> so what can we look forward for the rest of the year? Uh, there's a supply launch tomorrow. Okay. So if you if you're interested at home and you want to check out what a launch actually talks about, how much effort and personnel and science goes into l- ripping something off of our planet and sending it into space and coming back, uh, you can check it out on NASA.gov live probably at some point. Um, I'll be looking on December 14th. Okay, December 14th is the Expedition 53 landing. Yes. And the Expedition 54 launch is December 17th. No, okay. But I want to see the, I want to see Expedition 53 land. You want to see all of them come back and I want to see I want to see Ben Grimm. Ben Grimm. I want to see the thing. Uh, Sue Storm. Sue Storm, where I, you I, at? I don't think it works that way, fellas. I'm telling you, don't be disappointed if everybody. Well, we got... don't know how it works. That's why they're studying these cosmic rays. That's true. That's why it'll be a big event. Everybody should tune in. That's true. Yep. Uh, for all of the information that I have given you tonight, and the information that I will continue to give you over the course of this mini series, um, it is accessible to the public. NASA does a fantastic job of making sure you have all of the tools necessary. To find out whatever it is you need to find out. So if you want to get more information about the human, jeez, uh, uh, the twin study. What's it called? Human human research program. Oh, I almost called it human resources. That's what effed me up. The human research program. HR department's got this. Yeah, right. Um, you can uh, go to NASA.gov. Um, they actually have papers published that you can read, and if you know anything about genetic science, you can go ahead and take a gander. It's a little thick for me. My genetic science is not as great as it used to be, which was not really ever super great. <laughs> I had a I had a rough understanding of chromosomes and such, um, but all that information is there, so you are more than welcome to check it out. Do your own research. Get back to us at blacktribbles at gmail dot com, uh, blacktribbles at Twitter or or Twitter at blacktribbles. <laughs> <laughs> tweet at Black Triples. Yes, tweet at Black okay. Triples. That's what I meant to say. On the IG, on the Facebooks. You know, I'd love to hear your feedback. Um, I got some really, you know, ego-boosting feedback from um, Derek J. Hines earlier. Someone posted, I think it was Isaiah, you posted a flyer of the show. And he was like, I'm so behind. I got to catch up. I love Spaceheads. And I was like, oh, that made me feel good. So appreciate you, Triple. Appreciate you. Uh, speaking of appreciation, the one of the <laughs> the Diesel Funk twins are listening. Hey guys, yo! Um, they've been doodling at us. This one doodle says "fruit flies in space." Oh, I get it. It's a piece of fruit. Oh, it's a little fly, but it's got a helmet. Oh, Tim, this has got to be Tim. Oh yeah, I mean it's on the Twitter, so they can see it. There you go. Fruit flies in oh, space. Oh, that's cute. That is cute. 
right? Yeah, he's got his little space helmet on. Me, just a case, you know. Because no one can help you hear you scream in space. And then this other one, which cracked me right up, is Cassini Dead, y'all. Oh, uh, yeah. See that? See that? Cassini did. Yeah, he did. He did. But, you know, he. Yeah, but we got to figure out how and why. See, Yo, don't wh- just accept that, oh, it worked fine for 17 years and then just decided to take a nap. Son getting low, big guy. Go ahead and take a crash. No. What happened with that? Who shot at it? Why it went pow, pow and just dropped? Pretty sure it just ran that was out. A, it was made in America. And it worked for 17 years. And it's just going to stop. What you mean? What you mean, NASA? I don't get that. <coughs> that don't make no sense. <laughs> That's it. That is a that is a literal word for word. I don't quotation. know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, Cassini was scheduled to end at this point. They uh, apparently ran out of fuel. I'm sure, keeping that so thing. they say. And momentum, momentum was that as well. Like, cause it wasn't. It wasn't oil. No, <laughs> it wasn't up there for <laughs> 17 straight years. Right? It did it did a couple wraps for a little bit. And then was running out of gravity. Revolution. So they came back to the sun, right? Shot it back out a little bit further so we could keep it going, right? Because they don't have, it's not self propelled. It's just slingshotting. I love this. Um, but that, isn't, that the, isn't that how Transformers 2 started? No, that's how they got the Martian back. They had okay. slingshot around the earth. And then no, no, no. Back. I'm talking about like, like later. I'm talking about like a satellite crashing because like. There was a transformer up there that saw it and was like, ah, get that out of here. <laughs> was like, get that cornbread out of my hand. <laughs> <laughs> smacked it, and now it's like, it was on the moon. It was on the moon. It was, that was the third one, yeah. Mad um, shout out to Diesel Funk Triple for doodling this for us. Appreciate you, bruh. Oh, is there another one? I like when you doodle. Oh, George Camaro is, is retweeting our Doodle at me. Doodle. Um, doodle. So, yeah. I just... just that was that was 2017 in review. That's all the stuff, the news that's fit to print in terms of uh, the advances made by NASA and other spacefaring organizations and the people therein. Um, it's a lot of work getting stuff back and forth to the space station, guys. Definitely. So, so what do you think, you know, based off of what you've seen uh, in the different tests this year, uh, that we'll see? Do you think the results will start to come in by next year? Will it take... More like that, like asinine, and it would take like three to four years to start tabulating the human research uh, data. Uh, human research program, right? That they, data and stuff, if, you know. And at first, when they first and the launched, cosmic rays. yeah. <laughs> when they first launched the program, they anticipated a paper to be published by the end of this year. So unless, but now that they've gotten a little bit closer, I think halfway through 2017, they were like. Maybe early 2018. <laughs> so I guess they're, you know, realizing the magnitude of, of what they have yeah. um, in terms of volume. Obviously, they understand the magnitude of the importance. But um, so I, I they say early 2018. I, I, I'll get it when I get it. You know what I mean? I would it's much no rather, rush. You'd rather, get, rather get it right. Yeah. Get everything. Get it right. And, get it and right. you have get to imagine right. that as they are going over the data, they're probably developing more questions. Yeah. And then, which then changes outlook, probably like their perspective on stuff that they probably already thought that they, you know, had gone all the way through. You know, that's the beautiful thing about this, uh, this project because it is so detail oriented, the story is almost never ending, you know? And it's never always changing. Always changing. 
It's pretty cool. Yeah, it was a three-year project altogether. Yeah. So while this might be the end of that third year, I'm sure, like... Plus, think about it. When they made all the goals and milestones for, for this for this program, right? That was as technology was at that time. Exactly. Look exactly. at how much has happened since then, probably because of the advances they've made in the space station. Yes. That would enable them to... to to interpret this information a little bit better. Um, so if they got to upgrade as they're... Because remember, the database is being built as they're getting the information. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So this is not like, okay, we're going to put all this info in the server and then sort it out. Like the, da- like the confines of the you know digital infrastructure is being built as the information is coming. So it's like building a bookshelf. It's like almost like cutting the lumber to build a bookshelf and you haven't quite gotten your books yet. So it's like, <laughs> I can only imagine. And then the books come in, and he's like, we need more trees! You're like, but there's science. Like, there's new science, who this? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Cool. So, thank you once again to Master Tribble for very rapidly... Margaret Hamilton. So, so Building Margaret Hamilton. Who is... A computer scientist. Born in 1936, Margaret Hamilton was always interested in mathematics. Her early work, beginning in 1959, included developing weather predicting and air defense software at MIT. 1959! She's developing this stuff. In an era where computer science and software engineering were not yet established disciplines. Mm -hmm. When NASA contracted with MIT to develop the guidance and navigation system for its Apollo moon landing program, Hamilton's experience led her to becoming the leader of the team responsible for developing the spacecraft's onboard flight software for the command module and the lunar module. So she's actually building the programs. Yeah. And this is back in 1959. So I'm it's not say- like you can't write you can just write code. Like this is that's probably what all these books are. She was just creating. This is all trying stacks. to create the code that is yeah. the code that is the standard now. And at at a time when women weren't exactly welcome into this type of thing, you know, the, they were. She was knocking down doors just being there alone. You know? Totally. On July twentieth, nineteen sixty nine, as the Apollo eleven lunar lander approached the moon's surface, its computer suddenly became overtaxed. That is not what I want to hear. (laughs) As we're about to land, um, priority displays designed by Hamilton warned the astronauts with 1,201 alarms and, and I guess 1201 and 1202 alarms, allowing NASA's mission control to understand what was happening and alerting the astronauts to place the rendezvous radar switch in the right position. Dave, we're not going to make it, Dave. <laughs> the mission was a success. Apollo 11's crew became the first humans ever to walk on the moon, and the software became the first software to land on the moon as well. Dag, Margaret. Okay, Margaret. Hamilton and her team's software was so reliable that NASA went on to use parts of it in the Skylab space station and the space shuttle. Okay, cool. Hamilton is the CEO of Hamilton Technologies. Rightfully so. Do that. Uh, its universal systems language, together with its preventative life cycle and its automation, is based on her mathematical theory of control for systems and software. For her work as a pioneering commu- computer scientist, she received NASA's Exceptional Space Act Award in 2003 and the Presidential Medal of Freedom for President Obama in 2016. Yeah, see? 
See, Obama, he appreciates that stuff, man. So that is Margaret Thanks, Obama. Hamilton. Yeah, Margaret. Thank you, Margaret Hamilton. Thank you, Margaret. Awesome. I want to give you a little bit of information about this this Lego set itself. Um, this the, the set. Women in NASA set. The women the of lo- NASA. Women of NASA Lego edition. This set uh, was released about a month ago. I would say about November of this oh, year. Oh, cool! So this can be under your uh, Christmas tree. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yes, well, it could. There and you if go. it's like going for sixty dollars online on the West Coast, I'll be putting them on Amazon tonight. <laughs> I did not spend that much money on this, y'all. Exactly. You know, right now, people it, do it, this. I'm about to flip them. Drink. Like you can go to Walmart, buy it from the dollar rack, and then put it on what sixty dollars. So it. this go. is a part of the Lego Ideas Ideas series, and I specify that from everything else that Lego has put out because the ideas series is open to people who have ideas and provided you have enough support Lego will look into it and go from there. So I just want to talk about Maya Weinstock, uh, science, Maya, Maya, Maya Weinstock, science editor and writer, uh, Maya Weinstock combined three of her personal passions in designing the women of NASA set for Lego ideas, space exploration, the history of women in science and engineering, and of course, Lego building. I thought people might like to build their own display featuring minifigs of accomplished women in STEM, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics professions. For the vignettes, I wanted to contextualize each person in terms of her contribution to NASA history. I was absolutely elated when the project reached 10,000 supporters. The set clearly touched and inspired many as it reached 10,000 supporters in just 15 days. 15 days! 10,000 people were like, yes, I want one. Gimme. I think I definitely... I need something. I need anything of mine to be that desired. (laughs) Yo, for real. Um, The night on which it appeared we'd reached... The night on which it appeared we would reach... 10k i stayed up until 4 30 or 5 in the morning so that i could watch the 10,000th vote come in i didn't get much sleep that day but it was thrilling it is incredibly rare for a company much less a global powerhouse like lego to crowdsource ideas from fans customers or potential customers i give lego ideas a ton of credit for pushing the envelope in terms of giving the public a say in what ultimately becomes available I also value Lego ideas for simply being a platform where non-traditional set ideas can be seen and appreciated for what they are. That's awesome. Shout out to Maya Wanstock for being like, yo, this needs to be a thing. Had a dream, made the dream come true. That's beautiful. Like to hear it, hear it, go. That's nice, man. Now, now, their ideas series. Like, we should try and come up with like a, uh, I mean, I don't know if it's too late, but couldn't we submit an idea? For 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 Legos, we could, you know, and I th- and I like that you know it being more you know like you could always be fun and whimsical cool with it, but I like the whole idea of like getting history involved in that, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. So, um, what you thinking, Lynn? What you talking about, Bad Triple? <laughs> he just looking for another reason to get naked. Look at him. <laughs> you know he is. I think if we tell them I am willing to pose as a minifig, no, <laughs> not at all. Please no. Um, oh, let me guess. It can't be a mini fig. Oh, here, see, I wasn't gonna say. Here's see, he, here's he, what I would propose. Gamma infused. I like the whole. Out. I like the whole women thing. I like that because because <laughs> women's contributions just to society should be more more celebrated. Agreed. True, but true. I would go left. 
Uh oh. We that's what I was waiting for. I will go women in podcasting. <coughs> now you're laughing. However, I would say <laughs> nobody laugh. Shut your face. It's called a cough, bruh. I would say women in podcasting, and there are three women who I would shout out. That would be Jamie Broadnax from Black Girl Nerds. Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno. He's not a woman yet. He it's identifies as <laughs> a Hulk. As a Hulk. As um, a She-Hulk. As a She-Hulk. <laughs> it would be I would say Jamie Broadnax. Then I would say the blurred girl. Kara Mahorn. And then I would say Kennedy. I was about to say I'm gonna come across the Yo, table. I was really, I was really hype. Yo, is it weird that I was like really hype to see if he was gonna say somebody completely not Kennedy, and then just sit back, get my popcorn, and watch, watch. the beatdown of the century, like just she just would clear just the snap. table like I do okay. Yo, she'd be like. Really? And then we definitely get some FCC fines at that point. But that's, that's three, <laughs> but that's three that's three women. I would actually throw in a fourth and then I would do uh Tatiana from Fanbros. Okay. I'd buy that set. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I think that would be a very, very cool set. It'd be a, a, a nerd Phillips. women podcasting. Yeah. Blurred podcasters. Yeah, there's blurred. Okay. Hey, if you can get ten thousand supporters. You don't think we could get ten thousand supporters for that for that Lego set? I, I don't. I I would love that. We could. I would absolutely love that. I don't know if the folks at Lego Ideas would deem that a significant enough contribution to get a set like this made right know. now. They might have hard time coming up with Legos to actually be able to create to create uh, the Blur Girl's hairstyle. Other than that, I think this really could be done. I'm not gonna negate you on it. Ten thousand a lot though, dog. Yo, you, you you understand? Do you understand what yeah, ten thousand is? Yeah, but but black girl nerds, they got they got squad. ten. She got like she got like about forty thousand followers. So I mean, like <laughs> it's true, She's including, not- including Idris Elba. Um, exactly. Pause. So Diesel Funk Triple still hard at work doodling for us. He drew this fantastic image of Jason. In a triple spacesuit, holding a piece of cornbread, saying "cornbread on Mars." Oh wow! Yes, yes! <laughs> wow! <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Could you imagine being on Mars? Like, who made this cornbread? Who made this cornbread? And why cornbread? is it so delicious? It looks like you're eating a triple. It's tr- and just smack the cornbread. It does look like- named the triple cornbread because that would be that would be Jason. This is cornbread. That would be Jason. That would be Jason. This is my, my cousin cornbread. You ain't you ain't never meet cornbread. Cornbread. Cornbread, get over here. What was the um, what was the uh, Tom Hanks movie when he was um, lost lost on the island? Oh, Castaway. 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 That would be Jason. Cornbread. cornbread. <laughs> the rocket ship just going off the cornbread. He's like, yeah, cornbread. No. <laughs> you, you see the cornbread piloting the ship. Just sitting in the seat, just looking out the window. Like, cornbread, like, you left Bye. <laughs> just like, bye, world. I would have <laughs> never left you, cornbread. I loved you. I loved it in you. <laughs> Why would you leave me like that? That hurt it. Yo, what you doing, though? You Come on, be like I love you. Somebody put on t- on Twitter. I want to see if people w- would back 
a nerd girl. Oh, I thought you was going to say Cornbread because, like, yo. Yeah, P- Cornbread would, gets followers. Yo, Cornbread, yo, cornbread <laughs> gets followers. That, exactly. Make a Cornbread Lego yo, set. Real That'll get 10,000. Yo, just imagine if you could put together what? a Lego of just, like, a cornbread? cornbread. A piece of cornbread. Like a piece it of cornbread. It could be a round loaf. Like... It could be long loaf. It could be biscuits. Yo, that would be dope. Cornbread Lego. Like a collection? Set. Like a cornbread That'll collection? That'll get 10,000 votes. See, that's a... All, well, all them hungry people, they be like, you know what? Though? And don't let it be like cornbread and watermelon. Like, if it's a side, <laughs> see how they got like a whiteboard and they gave you like the pile of books, her her chalkboard, and the, and the coat Pause. rack. If you give a cornbread the and watermelon something melon. else, like, something, like something else. What you want? Chicken with the cornbread? What you want? Anyway, George Carmona Who don't actually was on your page Good there, Len. I don't. And he says, my figure should have an axe. And it's got this great gif of this woman walking in these dangerous heels dragging an axe behind her, which is totally some S I would do. <laughs> you, okay, you would have an axe. Um, uh, what would Tatiana have? A phaser. Mm. Yeah, yeah, she would have a phaser. Can See I how I did that? She would have a phaser. Blurred, uh, uh, Jamie, Jamie, Jamie would just be like, I don't know, she'd just be dressed like the president of the world. Um, um, Oh, give her an Infinity Gauntlet. I was gonna say give but, Tatiana the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, really? I see. I see her more. Why, why so? Why so? Because Ben Hamin likes to hold it, so I figured it'd be great if she was kind of repping him by holding it at the same time. Yeah, but why she gotta rep him? Uh, I'm, not fight. I'm, not, I'm not gonna fight. I'm not. I'm not. Hey, hey, I'm okay with that. I you, 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 you ain't repping us with the axe. I don't need to eat chips. <laughs> What's that got to do with anything? Now, now you know what it's like. Non sequiturs that were nowhere. They're funny. I like it. It's good. It's hey. like I, I've never been on this side before. It's, it's like a wonderful it. place. <laughs> it's delicious. I'll do it again. All right, so let's tweet out to Triple Nation. How many of you should there be there? A blur girl. The, the, a Le- Lego set. I like it. Or cornbread. All cornbread set. Yo, imagine like a three-piece cornbread set. Yo, it's a three-piece cornbread. Three-piece cornbread. Don't even make it a competition. Like no, I don't even want to be a Three pieces of cornbread, no, dog. That's all right. Because we want to show love and respect to exactly. our sisters. We don't want to see them don't taken them up out cornbread. by cornbread. That wouldn't even be fair. So like, not even put it on there. It's cool. Yo. But just know them three pieces. What? Wrap. Warm, son. What? I didn't even talk about the butter. I can't believe it's not. Yo, a little, uh, yo, no, no, no. You get like a little additional piece of like little yellow pieces you can put on top to be the butter. No, you got them the white butter, not even yellow, the white butter. It's oh, already the, soft. We get the spread, like the little, you see how the hair comes like molded, like in yo, a shape? Get fancy on for Christmas. Honey butter, dog. Oof. Honey Ooh. butter with the biscuits. See, what? see, oh, we about to do a cornbread episode. Know, like, honey, this is turn this flip. Honey this. butter Legos. Like, you're going to eat the Lego. I might. <laughs> I'm just I the might. idea man. They got to they, they figure that part yo, out. Yo, you can make it uh, scented uh, plastic. Scr- scratch and sniff Legos? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can do scented plastics. So you can set that up. to. Oh, if that don't smell like cornbread. See, I would come home middle of the night and accidentally eat, eat Legos. Legos. I'd be like, this is going to be a hard pass. <laughs> Should there be a at Legos Ideas set featuring the leading woman blurred podcasters? Um, yeah or no, Max. Did you name the podcasters? No, 
Yeah, you should name them. You gotta name them. Because people, people go all obscure. And I'm like, oh, you know, Zendande right. from you Botswana. You be like, who? Like, I like her. She, she's cool. Like, I guess. Yeah, you gotta name. We gotta name Jamie and Tatiana and. And Rick Moranis. Caramel. And at, he chilling. Because <laughs> Rick Moranis is obviously the, podcast, the best the girl of your blurred girl like, ever. ever. Like, Rick Moranis. <laughs> Talk about going obscure, man. Yeah. Is it weird that I would actually put Rick Moranis in, like, drag, but also make him, like, a black woman? Don't yes, do it. that's very weird. Don't do it. And then, like, I know. Don't tell me what you guys would do. Don't tell me. No, I'm not going to do anything. I we just going to go adventure. We're going to shrink ourselves. We're going to ride ants and then chase ghosts. Let oh me my tell gosh, you, what, tiny ghosts. What makes you think any part of riding ants is popping or hot or fun or the thing to do? I think we all know better than that. Yeah. Ants, yeah. ants, don't, make, ants don't make money. Yeah, Anthony <laughs> and all of them are just the pits, the worst. So ants, let's ants not all right. even. So, should there be. An, an at an in proper article an at Legos idea set featuring the leading woman blurred podcasters, Jamie at Black Girl Nerds, Tatiana at Fan Bros Show, Karama at the Blurred Girl, and her own Kennedy can get ten thousand supporters, can't they? Boom. Um. Yeah. No. Bye. And then everyone gets a hug. Like bye, hmm? or just yeah and no are the options. I mean, I could add another choice if I wanted to, but I figure it's not good enough. I want to let it be. How long should we keep this poll? For a day. A day? A day. See how many hugs you get from Kadeem Hardison? Mm. Tweeted. I haven't slept. So let's, let, let's see what the nation thinks. Get, a, get at us, Triple Nation. Tweet us, at Black Tribbles. Let us know what you think. Tweet you me Kennedy right. Is a, Kennedy is a Lego. I mean, that'd be cool. Mm. I can see you as a Lego. They'd have like a little Phillies mm. cap on you. Mm. Yeah. They had to change. Mm. You better. Ooh, I swear to God. You better. <laughs> Can't be a. <laughs> I ain't know Legos came in thick. <laughs> <laughs> Call it Thegos. 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 Lego my Thego. Lego my Thego. Lego mm. Mm. I hate you guys. Mm. You're the one that came up with that. Thegos. Thegos. Mm. <laughs> Maybe advertise on Thigalodian. <laughs> no, it's definitely something thick, for Thick at Night. Yeah, right. Yeah, that'd be Thick at Night. That'd be Thick at Night. Oh, goodness. Oh, boy. I got to make that logo. I got to make a Thigalodian logo. I got to make that. I don't know what you're waiting for. So, guys, should we leave this in the studio? Do you think it will be here next week? No. <laughs> Just no. I, I think we can keep it. We got it. We got to put it someplace safe, though. Okay. Like in our like like in the safe or something. I think if we put it back here on the shelf back here, it should be okay. fine. Because I don't I don't want to transport it right now. I don't think it'll. Plus, I don't bought show it. them where we gonna put it. They're gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna, they gonna know. They're gonna know. Like, I would Jumanji like to uh, because it's cool. I've seen someone build it completely and put it on their desk, and the way that the figures. The way that the platforms stack is that they all stack next to each other. Mm-hmm. So I thought that would be neat to kind of display in here, um, only because I, I don't have the space for it in my house. It would just get my cat would be like, "Is this new? Oh no!" <laughs> Legos this everywhere, won't do it all. everywhere, and then I'd have to hurt her because not cool. 
Not cool. So where are we going next week on Spaceheads? Next week. Give people a little. Uh, I am little going teaser. to research my behind off. Not too it. much. We need it for the Lego. That's right. Mm. On mm. the one and only Leland Melvin. Oh, Leland, that's my bull. Leland Melvin, just to give you a, a, a taste, right, is the only person in human history to catch a pass in the National Football League and in space. Bloom. I'm just going to put that out there. This man been an astronaut and a wide receiver for the Detroit Lions. Andy Black. Nice. Or Leland Melvin. The yeah. story of Leland Melvin. Yeah. Next week on Spaceheads. Couldn't get my hands on his book. And I also probably could not have read it in time for next week anyway, because it's a thick It's a thick. It's a thick. It's thick. <laughs> Extra thick. Uh, those of you who are at home thinking, I don't know, this Leland Melvin sounds familiar. If you've seen a portrait, uh, like the official astronaut picture of a dude sitting there in his astro suit, Flanked by two golden retrievers, just happy behind puppies. That's him. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was the greatest picture ever because he's just like, hey, guys, these are my dogs. And the dogs are like, hello. My dad likes space. Space and the football. That's what my dad likes. Yes. Oh, my God. This picture is great. I'm gonna show Anybody it. out there listening to uh, Black Tribbles and checking us out, listening to the podcast, it's available on blacktribbles.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio. Stitcher Radio. Google Play and any good place that podcast be. Any of you that may know Mr. Leland Melvin, tell him to get in a uh, holla out of trouble. Holla, yes, because I've been hollering at him, and he's just like, bye, peasant. Right. So we've been trying to get in touch with him. <laughs> Hopefully we can uh, lock him, get in touch with him so that we can speak with him next week. But if, Yeah. Not other. Nevertheless, we're going to present his story in all its uh, deserved glory next week on the next edition of Spacehead. Yeah, I- I'm definitely going to be talking about him. He's welcome to be a part of the conversation. I would love that. Yeah. Otherwise, but if you choose not to, still going to talk about him. That's on him. But you have been warned. Leland. <laughs> it's coming one way or the other. <laughs> I just love his selfie game. Like, I follow him on Instagram, and he'll take pictures with people like Bill Nye, and Bill Nye is, like, Bill Nye is, like, a a scientist, a celebrity, and responsible for, you know, galvanizing an entire generation of people's interests in science. Mm -hmm. And then there's Leland Melvin, who's actually been in space. And in this photo, Leland Melvin looks like the guy, like, fan guy. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, yo, how did this, how does this even... Although I would probably fangirl TF out in front of Bill Nye myself. Yeah. But if I were Bill Nye, I would be fanboying over Leland Leland Melvin. Like, dude, you've been in you've been in space. He like, probably he, and he probably did. You know, you know, before that picture, you know, he probably did. He looked mad chill there. I don't know if I'd be able to contain myself. I can barely chill out when I see this the Roddenberries. Next week on. Black Tribbles and Spaceheads, along with the story of Leland Melvin, the Black Tribbles will be bringing you the most anticipated review of the year. Absolutely. So so anticipated that we can't even tell you what we're going to be reviewing. We cannot. Contractually, we can't say it. But just know that if you tune in to Black Tribble's Spaceheads next week, we will be bringing you the most anticipated review of the entire year. Absolutely. Oh, snap. Yeah. 
for real. Thursday, December 14th. Speaking yeah. of the which, day before the 15th, myself and uh, I'm pretty sure Triple Rouser, a handful of other personnel here at WPPM will be jumping on a bus, going to D.C. so we can holler at them FCC cats, tell them to keep net neutrality as is and not to be charging people out of pocket all types of willy-nilly. For those of you who are unaware of the net neutrality fix, apparently what, what's trying to go down in, in Washington is they're going to charge us for, or at least make it ex- available for internet service providers, email companies, social media platforms, and everything else to charge people per service instead of just one flat rate for the access. Well, it's not so much of the them charging. It's really like the the control, the, the controllers, the cable, prov- the internet providers, because the net tr- net neutrality is really just that you know everybody has access to the internet at the same speeds, right? But once Trump elected this guy who used to be a lobbyist for Verizon, whom along with Comcast and the other internet provi- uh, providers who were against net neutrality that mm-hmm. passed during the Obama uh, administration, once uh, Trump made this guy the head of the FCC, this guy basically was like, oh, great, now we can roll back net neutrality. And the way the... the Figure how this is going to going to work, and it might not work exactly like this, but just to give you a pretty picture, people can understand. You'll still be able to get to the internet, right? But if you want to get to say Facebook, or if you want to get to YouTube, or or some of your more popular websites, you want to get to Netflix or something like that. This by rolling back net neutrality, it will give the internet providers the opportunity to now make those websites almost like premium websites like they did with like premium Premium channels premium cable channels and you'll have to pay like an extra fee to get access to them you better hold it hold that well they can charge the companies like for like their premium speed and that company may you know uh pass it on to you or they may not but it don't look good for us, you know? Yeah, or they could package it out to you as just a, like almost like an internet package. You can get basic internet or you can get internet Fast with internet. this. Right. You know what I mean? Not only that, but then they can limit the speed to other websites. So if I don't believe in climate change or Planned Parenthood, I'm not going to give – there's going to be like a quarter the speed of everything else that exactly. I offer. So like if you try to get on or anybody else, like it will be dumb, slow, and not loading, and it won't work for you. And it'll be harder to find or access, and they can also limit information that way. So it's very, very dangerous. So dangerous. So uh, I'm going to D.C. next week. Yeah, and it's a free bus that's actually leaving here from Philly Camp. Going to D.C. I'm a little nervous. Never been to a protest before. Oh, you're in, you'll enjoy it. Yeah, it'll be big fun. We did. We, we were part of a protest at Verizon earlier today. Cool. Cool. Oh, it just protesting all over the place, ain't you, Trip? Well, I'm trying. Um, and I wish I could make it because it is a good cause. But I already bought a ticket for this movie that I have to see to screen that I can't talk about because I I as well Argos. will probably run into you during that time of frame of thought. But it's pretty dope because it's a free bus that's leaving from here from Philly Cam Kennedy. Uh, I I knew that you were going to sign up right away. I mean, I didn't know I was going to be able to get off. 
but but you but yeah. you, you are. You're going to be there. There's a lot of people from Philly Cam. If you are listening and you think I think there are maybe a few seats that are still left. Um, I'm not exactly sure, but you can go to phillycam.org and get information. Um, I think there's also information on battlethenet.com. I think they're uh, another part of the uh, organization helping put this all together um, f- to take people here from Philadelphia for free to Washington, D.C. to be part of this protest. That's probably going to be a huge it's turnout. Be, you know I make it's a sign? Be a <laughs> At least they're probably making signs on the bus. I mean, you can make your own sign, but they're probably making signs as they're going up there, man. You know? Should I cover my face? No. Like, I'm just scared of like repercussions. Yeah, like face identifiers. Oh, that's gonna be out. Because it is, it is DC. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, I'm right. worried that somebody will do something. For st- now, we still got the right to protest. Stupid and like set off a series of unfortunate events, and people with guns will come out of nowhere. And then I'm like, I don't even live here. <laughs> like, I just, I just, I just went to Google. I just want to protest. I just, I just want the internet for everybody. I'm not right. supposed to be here today. I just. Supposed to be at work. I just want the, the equal dispersion of information to everyone. Please. Can't believe we have to ask for basic stuff like that. Amen. Right. We got Sad. people in space, but regulated internet potentially. Right? That don't make no sense. Alright, so um uh before we go, I just want to give a quick, quick, quick shout out to Baby Jedi Tribble. Uh Aww. her birthday is tomorrow. She exploded on the scene two years ago and made her first appearance at our 1970s Star Wars holiday party. Yes. And she has been kicking it up and ripping it ever since. So happy birthday, Baby Jedi Triple. And uh, we'll be doing a little party on Saturday and all that stuff. So enjoy, baby. Happy birthday. Yay. Yay. Phoenix Triple posted a picture of her on, on Instagram. I was like, when did the baby get teeth? I know, right? I didn't realize she was talking. Oh, you should hear like it's no at the qualms. at the um at the camis yeah she was yeah, talking she was talking yeah. was she yeah she i guess she just don't talk to me <laughs> she'd be looking at me like who is this yeah she definitely was yeah cuz uh she was they had her y'all had her right next to me and she was just like hey what's up <laughs> <laughs> and she kept giving me like twizzlers or something like that she kept there was some candy she was like here she's a giver here oh i was like no i'm I'm good thank you like oh she's like take the candy and she really she really did she really did bully me she was like take the candy you punk mother and i was like okay i'll take the candy i started chewing i was like "Mm, this is so great Mm." and then she's like waiting don't patronize me. Okay. Eat the candy, Spider Triple. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to Stephanie Lowe of the Dope Science Show. Yeah. Uh, thank you for tuning in and chatting with us this evening. Much appreciated. And good luck heading for the hills, please. Yeah. Run to Godspeed. the hills. Stop, Dude. drop, and roll. And that goes for all of our, our California listeners. Like, yeah. please be safe. Run. Be safe. And holla at a triple. Let us know that you're okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got to get out of here. Um, the show, as I said, will be available at blacktribbles.com and where you found it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be here. Feel free to email us at blacktribbles at gmail.com. And if you really want to help a triple, go to the podcaster of your choice, primarily Apple Podcasts, and give us not only a five-star rating, but leave us a little review. Because the more reviews we have, the more um, visible we become to people looking for shows like ours and it really helps people find the shows by having more reviews from people like you. So, yeah, yeah. 
for the Master Triple, the Spider Triple, for Super Saiyan Triple, for Kennedy, the Storm Triple, for the Super Triple at home chilling, and for the soon to be named Dope Science Triple. <laughs> this is the. Do we have a Dope Triple? No, we don't. Mm-hmm. Just saying. This is the Bat Triple. In parting, we say. Space Heads, go! Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs>